Welcome to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. For over 30 years, Paul Stone has been seriously handicapping college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf. Over the past five seasons, spanning almost 600 releases, Paul has hit 55% against the spread in college football, gaining the respect of sports books and bettors throughout the world. He is monitored by highly respected the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. Paul has also won two major Las Vegas football handicapping contests and finished in the top four in two others. Each week, Paul will provide exclusive handicapping insights on the podcast. To receive Paul's exact picks each week, you can sign up for member-only access at paulstonesports.org. Now, on to the show. Well, another college football season is in the books as this past Monday, January 10th, the Georgia Bulldogs won their first national championship in over 40 years, uh, exercising some demons of the recent past by scoring the game's final 20 points to defeat Nemesis Alabama 33-18. to Welcome to Episode 34 of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, and I am Paul Stone. This week's podcast is titled, Don't Be Easily Fooled by a Winning Ticket. Persons holding tickets on Georgia, either on the point spread or the money line, got the money on Monday, uh, and the dogs certainly, make no doubt about it, were deserving. Uh, you know, they did what they needed to do. Uh, but from a betting standpoint, was Georgia a good bet? Were they the right side? You know, personally, I took Georgia at pick uh, over Alabama on a hypothetical look-ahead national championship game line uh, that was posted just a few days after the four teams in the playoff were revealed on uh, Sunday, December 5th. Then I later came back and took Alabama plus three for an equal amount after the championship game participants had been determined. I additionally had Alabama small on the money line, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, that was kind of a, a loser uh, when you consider my, my side bets and my money line. But uh, luckily, I might had hit two of three props, which many of you received, uh, and also had a ham sandwich on under 53 in the game. So I was a very small winner on the game. But I always have to ask myself, were my bets good bets or bad bets? Many, if not most sports bettors, I would say, especially relatively new entries into the marketplace, uh, now that we have the expansion of legalized sports betting in approximately 30 U.S. states and counting, Many sports bettors, maybe most, have a single standard for judging their bets. Winning bet, good bet. Losing bet, bad bet. This, however, is not, in my opinion, the ticket or mindset necessary to be a long-term winner at sports betting. I realize, you know, some sports bettors, first of all, enter the marketplace primarily as a means of entertainment. Uh, they are not price sensitive. Uh, they expect to be a long-term and a mid-term loser for that matter. And even admittedly, in some cases, do not want to expend the energy and the time resources uh, necessary to best position themselves for long-term winning. You know, they just want to have a little skin in the game. Uh, a few bucks, drink a few Coronas with their cronies, 
Uh, say that ten times fast. And win a few and lose a few. For these guys and gals, it's strictly entertainment. But that's not my personal end goal. Maybe it's yours, and if it is, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But if it's not, maybe you're in my boat. My goal is to be a long-term winner at sports betting and to put yourself or myself in the best position to be a long-term winner. You have to replicate the practices and habits of long-term winners. You have to do the things that long-term winners do. And I'll tell you succinctly and flatly, long-term winners rarely, if ever, take a bad number. In fact, they often have tickets on sides or totals at the best number that was ever offered in that market on that game, if that makes sense. Long-term winners are process-oriented. They're not results-oriented. You know, they realize they can control the handicap, but not the result. Obviously, you know, positive results have to come at some point. Uh, at a rate of approximately 52.4% to keep your head above water. But still, long-term winners, at least most of them, realize you're not so much picking winners as you are taking numbers, favorable numbers. The difficulty in this, in my opinion, for many bettors, is that many bettors, again, especially new ones, they have difficulty identifying what the number or total should be so they don't really recognize an off number or a bettable number. They don't know what a bad number is. And let me tell you, it takes years of experience to develop the skills and touch to make your own numbers, make your own power rankings, first of all, make your numbers from those power rankings, develop confidence in those power rankings through trial and error, and then be confident properly confident in going to war against the line maker when you're you know giving the most of it you're giving 11 to get back 10 takes years of experience and you're still going to get it wrong you're still going to get it wrong from time to time that's just the nature of the beast you show me a successful handicapper i'll add this you show me a successful handicapper who claims he was never enrolled as a full-time student in the school of hard knocks and I'll show you someone who's either not telling the truth or someone who might be conveniently omitting a piece of their education on their sports betting resume. So my ultimate you know, point is this. I said earlier I had tickets on Georgia at pick and Alabama plus three. You know, I was simply trying to hit a middle uh, or an arbitrage, as it's referred to in the vernacular. Uh, at minus 110, when you're doing this, you've got to hit this, you know, once out of every 20 setups to make a profit. I felt like this position represented value, you know, from a mathematical standpoint. Obviously, I didn't hit the middle, you know, based on Georgia's 15-point uh, margin of victory. I won one bet, lost the other, uh, therefore I lost the 10% vigorous or juice. Before, you know, I get to my, my next point, I'm not a guy, I want to be, you know, clear about this. I'm not a guy who sits in front of four computer screens 16 hours a day monitoring line movements at major books throughout the world. So I don't want to misspeak, but I've talked to a lot of people and I follow it, you know, quite closely, even leading up to the game. 
But I, the line in the national championship game between Georgia and Alabama seemed to settle at Georgia minus three in the days leading up to the game. It never really came off that. You know, some books might have had Georgia at minus three uh, at only minus a nickel or, or minus 105 juice. And they, in that case, might have had Alabama at plus three uh, at minus 15 cents or minus 115. But the number pretty much settled at Georgia minus three. So while a person, and again, I'm not picking on Georgia. I'm just using this because this is the example. I'm making no kind of editorial statement or anything regarding Georgia's victory over Alabama. So understand that. But while a person holding a ticket on Georgia minus three at minus 110 juice got the money, their tickets represented the worst of the market, you know, point spread and juice that ever existed in the game. Uh, you know, it, it was never – I mean, you could ne- you never had to give three and a half in the game. I don't know that it was ever Georgia minus three at minus 115 juice, except maybe, you know, at an outlier or something like that. So taking Georgia at minus three at minus 110, the standard minus 110 juice – is really not a good bet in my opinion. You won, but long term, you want to enter the marketplace at a more favorable point. If you took Georgia a little bit earlier and got that minus two or minus two and a half, that's a much better bet long term. You beat the close. Beating the close, not the only thing, but man, it's a big thing, no doubt. Again, not to, not a knock against Georgia. I'm just using this game as an, ex, an example uh, because it was the, the one most recently played and watched and probably bet by most people listening to this podcast. So not a knock against Georgia, so don't call me. You know, I don't need homers calling me names and all that stuff. But I'm a better. You know, I'm, I'm a better. I'm, I'm not a fan uh, so much. I mean, there was a lady in my neighborhood growing up who was a mean old hag. She hated kids. She hated middle-aged people. She even hated, hated old people. You know, she hated, she hated everybody. Uh, some of her family still living. Um, they might know who I'm talking about. So I'm going to call her, I've come up with this name today, I'm going to call her Jane Doe. That damn Mrs. Doe, boy, she was mean again. I can't say it enough. On Halloween... Uh, You know, all her lights would be out. And one year there was rumor, and and I didn't walk up there, but one year there was rumor there was some broken glass on her porch for some reason. And I don't know if that was just happenstance or if there was some intent there. But this lady, again, was some kind of mean. But I've always said if Mrs. Doe was laying two and a half against my dear old mama, Mrs. Stone, and I loved my mama, but if she was laying two and a half and it was a bettable number, but my numbers showed the old witch should be given four and a half. My money's on Mrs. Doe. I'm just saying, you know, business is business. You know, blood is thicker than water, no doubt. But the baby needs new shoes. You know, I need a vacation, not a staycation. So give me that old Bessie. Give me Mrs. Doe minus the two and a hook. You know, we all started as sports fans, no no doubt about it, before we also became sports betters. I don't think any of us came out came out of the womb, you know, saying, Give me give me seven oh nine Duke minus four. 
And I understand that we all consume sports differently, but if you're going to be more of a sports better than a sports fan, you have to be able to shed that uh, fanatical viewpoint of a fan. I mean, if you get mad when someone makes a betting argument for your school's opponent, it should stir deep thought. You know, not deep anger. You know, how dare you? Part of what I've communicated here in the last couple of minutes, you know, my previous two or three points are delivered at least somewhat in jest, no doubt, but should at least be considered as food for thought. You know, the central thought being, it's so damn hard to win, don't make it harder by showing favoritism, having betting biases. Do an inventory, clear your mind. And again, you might want to, you know, it might be more important to you to be a fan. You know, certainly some of the innocence is lost when you become a better, and all that matters is, is winning bets and things like that. I, I'm not uh, preaching this as the only way to roll. Again, as I said, we all consume sports differently. But if you want to be a long term winning better, you need to be a better first and foremost. Now, for this week's plug, uh, you know, I'm happy to report that Paul Stone Sports. Uh, since the start of the 2015 football season, so now spanning seven full seasons, I'm now a monitored seven, uh, not 700, but uh, spanning seven seasons over almost 775 selections. I'm now a monitored 436 and 337 against the spread in college football, sides and totals. Uh, that's 56.4%. And very important to note, I don't keep my own score. Uh, I've been independently monitored by the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City for many years. Uh, so now, you know, we can put a wrap on the 2021 football season, college football season. Glad to report another winning season. In college basketball, uh, also off to a rousing start through games played. I'm recording as we speak uh, about 6.30 Central on Thursday, January 13th. College basketball, again, off to a hot start. Through games played yesterday, Wednesday, January 12th. Paul Stone Sports 63-40-1 against the spread uh, as monitored by the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. Uh, that's 61%. Hope to keep it rolling. Again, obviously, college football over. Uh, but if you're interested in my college basketball and or my PGA Tour matchups, please visit Paul Stone Sports. Dot org Again, that's paulstonesports.org. Uh, proven performance, way below market pricing, but again, the performance much more uh, important. So please go to paulstonesports.org if interested. I'm going to go over a few, uh, as I kind of close up here, I'm going to go over a few games in college basketball on this Saturday's card, uh, that being Saturday, January 15th, and just give you my projected uh, point spreads on some games that I kind of selected. Some of them pretty big games. Some of them maybe down the chart a little bit. But I'm going to provide these point spreads, and I'm going to give a selection at the end based on my projected point spread. But I'm going to provide this information just for purpose, purposes of, of your preparation uh, in whatever um, role you might have uh, to use it uh, that you might choose. First of all, we're going to look at the Big 12 Clash between Texas and Iowa State and Ames on Saturday. That game's going to be a pick, in my opinion. 
Uh, neither team, I don't think, will be will open anyway at uh, more than minus one. But I'm going to say that game between Texas at Oklahoma State opens at a pick. Then we're going to look at the SEC rivalry uh, on Saturday. Tennessee traveling to Lexington to play Kentucky. I'm going to make John Calipari and the Wildcats minus four and a half over visiting Tennessee. Going to ACC country. Uh, Florida State, uh, they're going to go to the Carrier Dome to face uh, a really inconsistent up-and-down Syracuse squad on Saturday. Make Q's minus one. Again, make the orange minus one over the Seminoles Saturday in Syracuse. And now I'm going to go to the Western Athletic Conference, a matchup here in my home state of Texas. Stephen F. Austin going to travel to Huntsville, Texas to play Sam Houston State. I'm going to make the visiting Lumberjacks a small favorite. I'm going to say SFA favored by two points over Sam Houston. Now for today's uh, complimentary selection. This is going to be in a game on Saturday, this Saturday again, January 15th. One of the games I've referenced a line on. I'm not going to go into great detail. Uh, But uh, anyway, I'm going to look at this game, Texas traveling to Iowa State. Texas, really, a lot of people coming into the year with Chris Beard and the transfers that he got out of the portal a lot of big time players uh really expected it to blend quickly and uh some people had them ranked as high as you know number two uh in their preseason poll and texas has not been bad but i don't think they've quite met expectations to this point not to say uh with two months before march madness begins that they won't as they continue to jail uh won't kind of roll into form and be a force to be reckoned with because they certainly have the talent to do that. But Texas has played three true road games prior to this weekend. They went to Gonzaga. They traveled to Seton Hall. And this past Saturday, they traveled to Stillwater to play Oklahoma State. The Longhorns have lost all three true road games, 0-3 on the road. I think you're going to be able to get Iowa State at pick, maybe even get a point if we're lucky. But I say take Iowa State, plus one, pick them, even if you have to lay one. Take the Cyclones over the Longhorns Saturday in Ames. That's going to do it for another edition of uh, the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. I really appreciate you guys being with me uh, since we launched this podcast, I believe, in mid to late May. Uh, Again, this is episode 34. We have uh, published a podcast every week since we began so we haven't missed any time we're going to try to be consistent hope you enjoyed some of what you uh, heard today hope you can uh, utilize some of what you heard today whether you agree with it or disagree with it i just appreciate you listening again until next time next week i'm paul stone signing off once again Thank you for listening to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And visit paulstonesports.org to sign up for member-only access to Paul's college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf picks and predictions.